Oh, and oh, I'm coming in extremely hot this time. I'm just messing around with my microphone settings constantly. Hello, and welcome to Indie Apocalypse Radio. Your uh, oh, this is the important new edition where I have to remember I need to add the next cover to the little rotation. I got a new one. We're in that post-release uh, uh, glow of Indie Apocalypse Radio. Post post-release. Indie Apocalypse Radio, what's this guy talking about? Of course, Indie Apocalypse Radio is the, uh, I don't know, companion radio show to Indie Apocalypse. Indie Apocalypse being, of course, the monthly anthology of uh, what I'm calling currently alternative games. I I feel like the siren call to call, start calling it underground um, again, maybe. I don't remember if I called it underground at some point, but I'm feeling that call to start switching it over from alternative to underground. Because really, these kind of all these different signifiers don't really mean much of anything. Um, they're all just made up words trying to get people involved and interested in the thing that I do. Speaking of people who are interested in the thing that I do, we've got people here that were so interested in the thing that I do. They said, "Hey, would you want to put uh, our gate, my game, in that thing?" And they did. Uh, and speaking of those people that uh, i'm andrew i don't know if i said that i can't remember uh, if you're jumping in at episode 109 and are completely unaware of what this whole thing is and need a name to attach to my voice um that's what it is the name that is um uh, speaking i don't of, think you said your name <laughs> yes speaking of names our guest here has a name too um, who you may know from issue 40 of indie apocalypse no longer um uh the golden child the new one now now kind of relegated to throwing a tantrum that has no longer the same amount of what's the attention or whatever happens to children when they become no longer the the youngest um it's uh, uh jeno from dice duel hello hi welcome to well oh. <laughs> Uh, I I don't I didn't only uh, uh, like was interested enough to uh, make like post my game to be on Indie Apocalypse. I actually published it for Indie Apocalypse. Okay, <laughs> that's going. I I have had on work. I I encourage people to not make games for it just in case. Yeah, um, I, I know, I know, and I I still did it. <laughs> yes, yes, it's not going to stop people from doing it. Sometimes it benefits. Sometimes it. Uh, doesn't benefit, but it's uh, it's something that works out sometimes. And I yeah. mostly I just don't want to tell people to work. Um, it's like a, I, I wanted to polish it anyway, yeah. so it's not like I uh, made for it. Yes, which is what yeah. I, 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 I it was like more of an incentive to me that to be be like I have a, a sort of deadline, yes. so I know what I'm working towards. More than uh, I feel obligated to. Yeah. So yeah. Treat it like a game jam. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Speaking that that is a, a a thing I do kind of encourage to some extent. That that I mean a lot of the um, uh, commission games are born out of hey if someone's giving me some money that gives me a motivation to finish this thing in a reasonable time frame or revisit an old project that i never got around to finishing or any of those sorts of things yeah i i find it very cool that you uh not only uh, publish games but also uh commission some 
It's uh, I wasn't expecting that at first when I heard about the, the bundle, but yes. it's very cool. Speaking of hearing about it, the important question right at the top, uh, how did you hear about Indiepocalypse? Good question. I, I don't really know. I, I, I was really interested in knowing more about the uh, HEO indie scene. So I just looked around and followed people and stumbled onto Indiepocalypse at some point. Yeah, I feel like if you are around, uh, like just poke around enough, uh, you're bound to eventually stumble upon it because I'm just kind of sticking my nose everywhere at this point. Uh, and also, you featured quite a lot of games now, so yeah, maybe uh, it's through one of them that I discovered uh, in the Apocalypse, actually. Uh, yes, uh, 410 or something. <laughs> Four, tw- yeah. 414. <laughs> Uh, a lot of developers have passed through uh, Indiepocalypse. Uh, it's there's keeps on. But speaking of a lot of developers passing through Indiepocalypse, having been one of those developers, tell me a little bit. Uh, I mean, I know what it is, but you know, let's pretend I am a, uh, I'm a listening audience. What is Dice Duel? Uh, it's a short game uh, that talks about a girl that has been offended by. Uh, Kind of a almost royalty man, and uh, wants revenge, and uh, uh, so she takes her swords, uh, her sword, one, uh, and uh, and and disguises herself to be able to duel him. And uh, the the gameplay is not uh, really a fencing gameplay, but uh, more of a, a puzzle one. Yeah. Where you uh, try to reach numbers to uh, stick it to them, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, each time you, uh, you you try your fencing, you um, you say lines uh, like like if it was a a, a movie, uh, oh, sword and uh, yeah, I don't know how to say it in English, but like. Uh, a musketeer movie. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, I I think maybe like swashbuckling is adjacent to that idea, but yeah, I don't know if there is like you know an English word for a musketeer movie. You know. Yeah, but, in French is like a, a capipi, which is um, a cape and sword, basically. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what what the English term would be. No, no. There, I think. I think that that's also like one of the fun sort of because I feel like a lot of countries have their own kind of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, kind of like knight uh, style movie, or like you know, sword and not sword and sorcery, but like sword style movies of uh, yeah, uh, virtuous sort of like knights going into battle. Like, so yeah, sword and sandals is an entirely different genre because that's like American doing like uh, old Greek and Roman stuff. Uh, okay, yeah. More, uh, more, more, more ancient. Yeah, that's because that's where the sandals come from. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I tend to think of swashbuckling, but that's more like pirate adjacent and uh, like privateering stuff, I believe. Uh, more involves more rope swinging, but in my mind, musketeers might swing on ropes occasionally. Yeah, yeah, and and sometimes they like the the timeline kind of overlaps with pirates, yeah. so you can find pirates in the musketeer movies. And uh, the opposite too. Yeah, but so I, yeah, it's kind of a separate genre, I, at, at least in France. 
I, no, that is. I, I love the. If you've long time listener show, know that video games are all well and good, but I like kind of. Okay, it doesn't you talk have to do about with, movies a lot. Yeah, I like to talk about movies <laughs> and food and just like the the minutia of like other cultures. Uh, uh, swashbuckling yeah. is a person who engages daring and romantic adventures of bravado. Yes, so I think if swashbuckling wouldn't be like an American uh, turn of phrase for that sort of thing. Okay, because they're like tales of like bravery and adventure and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for for me, it's like uh, the the four musketeers. It's like the prime example of a mus- musketeer story. Yeah, and kind of the vibe we were aiming for, but in a more uh, feminist kind of way. Like it's a woman trying to uh, break the rules and uh, take power in uh, her own hands uh, to bring justice to herself. Yeah. Basically. No, and it works very well within the genre of like uh, musketeer because like the whole uh, the the very kind of the you know your traditional musketeering kind of uh, European swordsman uh, attire it lends itself to that very androgynous sort of look. Yeah, even though it's very male dominated. Yeah. So it's like at, at the same time it's very androgynous, but it's also very 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 masculine. So bringing in a girl that just uh, bodies them <laughs> is a uh, is a nice pressure. Uh, I, I actually didn't uh, write the script. It was my uh, my friend, uh, which is not on this show, but uh, that also participated in the game by writing the script. Actually, yeah, the, like that is the the nature of kind of like the indie spaces you know some people do uh, a lot of work themselves but it's like like an indie space in any art form there's a lot of people you know popping in to do like oh i'm going to write on this person's game i'm going to do the art on another person's game i'm going to do you know this thing, yeah this there i i actually wanted to do uh, a game with her that, that's actually why i did the game in the first place yeah like it was to to make a project with her, make a participate in a game game jam with her, because she doesn't have much video game experience, but she writes a lot uh, for uh, RPGs, uh, tabletop RPGs. Yeah, and video game oh. experience, uh, not having a lot of it is, I think, in some in a lot of cases, good for making video games. Uh, yeah, because it's it, it gets you out of the mindset of like you know what video games are. Yeah, I I tend to be like very gameplay focused. Yeah, and she really helped me uh, make something that is not uh, all about the gameplay and more about the story. Right. So that that was something I wanted to do for a while and wasn't able to because I always think gameplay and then uh, <laughs> then try to put up a story or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that is. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, like an like an approach like it has like oh well it's, it has to have a story too because you know you know it's stories are interesting because they add like like a lot of context sometimes even if they're like not full stories because you know it's that weird thing where games are between are sometimes lean more towards toy uh, yeah you traditionally a toy doesn't have a story uh, uh, a toy can be used 
for the for yeah. that the user can tell their own story. Like Minecraft is more of a toy than a than a story. Oh, you don't know. No, let's, uh... you, you you are here to make your own story, nor not the game telling you stuff. Right, right, you're right. There's like there there is technically uh you know uh a yeah. quest line or whatever that you can complete, but it is very much. Uh, yeah, and th that's also a thing that I find very disorienting about Minecraft because I'm really used to uh, play a game kind of linearly. Yeah, and uh, so I can't play Minecraft because I I don't see the point. I'm just like I'm if I'm here to create stuff, I might as well as well open Blender and create stuff. You're right. <laughs> I have a very particular problem with it where I always like it. It doesn't want. I want like to build rail systems and things like that, but like Minecraft doesn't really benefit me to, to doing them. It's like all for its own sake. Yeah. And it's like it. it and I, I'm I'm looking for I'm waiting for that game that like really benefits me having uh, an intricate rail system or something. And I'm like finally. Well, I, I guess the uh, the old uh, roller coaster tycoon. Might be <laughs> the thing you're looking for. Oh, but I, I want my rails to, uh, what's it called? To do want, more stuff. <laughs> I, want, I want them to do stuff. I want them to be yeah. reason that I'm like traveling from location to location. Uh, yeah. But my habit is I'll usually build something underwater. I'll build something in the sky. I'll build some rails connecting them. And then I'll call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll repeat that in another five years. So you open Minecraft to build rail? Yeah, yeah. I I like to build like conceptual, but then it's like because it's not my own thing, you know. Uh, I can't really go beyond the rules of Minecraft. So it's like, oh, I built a floating continent. That's cool looking, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And I can't make it do anything because it's Minecraft. Well, it? you can try yeah. because you can do a lot more stuff than you think in Minecraft, but right, right. it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. hard. It, it's just one of those strange things where it's like, oh, here we go. Uh, I was getting important messages, or I got them 11 minutes ago <laughs> and I wasn't reading. I yeah, you, you, you didn't fall, but we had a guest that was uh, late, but they, they here. everything's fine. Yeah, you if you wouldn't even notice it if we never even told you. That's how yeah. on, that's how improvised and on top uh, indie apocalypse radio is. It is yeah always uh, always prepared, always ready to go. But uh, speaking about uh, I guess linear uh, focus games. So what what kind of what is your main draw? Like what sort of do you have a preferred style of game that you are that you lean to? You mean by uh, playing or yeah, uh, uh, making? Like a, um, playing like, is there a preferred yeah. play style that you go towards okay. uh, uh, it's it's kind of hard to say because lately I haven't been playing a lot yeah uh, and I've lent more towards the uh, thinky games like I've I've picked a chess actually okay uh, and uh, also uh, yeah I don't know uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going here um, I I've also played a lot of card games. Like I've uh, I've tried the new Pokemon uh, TCG app. 
And uh, yeah, Magic the Gathering too. Stuff, stuff where I can like uh, be very chill and not stressed by them. Like right, you right. just play a game and uh, it's over at the end. Yeah, if you win or lose, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's the, the the secret, I guess, in some sense, for competitive games is uh, I don't know. I've become I've become very aware that I keep saying uh, things about secrets or. The, that's the blank etc and i have to uh, free myself but yeah the like competitive games if you just lose you can just play again <laughs> yeah and also i was pretty happy because lately i've been able to play again some more uh, involved games so i've played a bit of trackmania okay and uh, uh, i don't know i don't know if i played anything else I I I really want to test out the new Zelda because it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I I'm not sure if I like it, but it just looks very interesting. So I want to try it just for the uh, game design mind. <laughs> right, right. More right. than uh, than having fun, actual fun. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I might fall into that sort of like uh, building thing of that building mentality of. Uh... Zelda is a weird thing because if you if you spend a lot of time online, uh, it's like you see people you get like the very cherry picked versions of the crazy things that people build. Yeah, uh, and, and uh, I I really wonder what the speedrunner will do with all these systems yeah. because I've really enjoyed uh, seeing uh, Breath of the Wild being speedrun. And uh, I really think the speedrun of uh, Tears of the King Kingdom will be wild. Yes, yeah. Uh, speed, like these sort of, you know, there's a lot of speedruns going on currently at the recording of the show. Um, and there is... Yeah, like... but the strats are like still very uh, immature. Right, right. Like the beginning of the stuff. I'm like, what? What will it be in like two, three months? Right. What, what will is be the will be really crazy. <laughs> yeah, the optimal machine that will just wipe through the game and get to the end uh, in uh, thirty minutes. Yeah, and then be like, here's here's a catapult that catapults me to Ganon immediately. <laughs> yeah. Except it doesn't look like a catapult at all. I see you fight Ganon in that game, right? I'm assuming you do. You're usually fighting Ganon in that game. Yeah, yeah. Game. In the end, uh, you you fight Ganon, I okay. think. That's usually at, at least at the beginning, you get uh, you, you meet Ganon and they do something bad to you, and then you you try to save Zelda as always. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, get back at him. <laughs> uh, so throwing, yeah, throwing out Zelda spoilers, having never played the game. <laughs> yeah, sorry if I spoiled you. No, I, no, I, I tried no, to be like. No, really... I'm the one I'm the one throwing them out, even though I've never played the game. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I was like, does that count as a... Sp I was like, I had a brief moment where I was like, just saying you're fighting Ganon yeah. at the end counts as a spoiler. And then I was like, wait a minute. I've never it's, played it's... that game. So how could I... If I could spoil <laughs> something without having played it. Yeah, and also it's like pretty much all Zeldas. Yeah. Uh, not not all of them, because some of, sometimes there are dif a different Not bad you. guy. But... Uh... <laughs> 
uh, most of the time it's yeah <laughs> i forget which it is i i don't know i don't know much zelda's actually i just played uh like a phantom hourglass okay and uh birth of the wild basically <laughs> okay i've never played phantom hourglass oh no i played a little bit i've never that's one of the ones i haven't beaten i should say rather yeah, I, I haven't beaten any Zelda actually, okay. e even Breath of the Wild. Uh, I I never went really deep into castle. I was more like fooling fooling around in the world than uh, than trying to end the game. Yeah, I I did that and then I ended the game and I still had like uh, I think like three of the four like main like dungeon things to beat and I was like oh, I think I'm done. <laughs> I think. Uh. uh one of the things that made it that I didn't uh, go for the stories that much, it's because I was very much struggling at the, against the bus buses. Yeah. Because I was still having uh, the thing where you try to not use items and just always use the bomb. Oh. So okay. I I actually defeated uh, two blights with just bombs. I'll see now. I <laughs> not not a single arrow, just bombs. Well, see, I I think that uh, the thing to not to uh, the thing I like about that game is that it kind of like frees me from the idea of you know stuff being important <laughs> and my usual brain of oh I can't spend any of my consumable items I have to save eighty million yeah. potions I'm like no everything breaks so it doesn't really matter uh, I think that's why they made it so everything breaks. It's yeah. so you don't get too attached to stuff and you can use them. But I had the opposite reaction. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm sure and from the way I hear people talk about it, I think a lot of people have that reaction. Yeah. Of, I don't want to... Uh, they should actually have made it so you have to collect the bombs so, so it doesn't uh, just get overused like I did. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but... The... I'm, yeah, I, I did it well. How I did it? <laughs> now nah, I'm a fan of just just throwing all those all those items into a giant bucket, and uh, or like just chucking them at guys and just throwing them away. It's there's a there's a freedom to it uh, to disposability yeah. that may be better at using some uh, things, but I'm like I, I can't use elixirs because I need them for the last fight. <laughs> Of course, but well, you actually managed to beat the hardest enemy in the game, which is like the end boss. So yeah, you yeah. you you can do pretty much whatever you want. <laughs> right, right. I did plenty. I was like, now now I'm now I'm talking about it. I'm Jones and I'm like maybe I should play. I like the kind of just like the scrambling around and the the way it moves around. Uh, I. I the the thing I really enjoyed about this game is actually just the uh, shield uh, surfing. Right, right. It's got a lot of just kind of like very practical movement, how you would think it would work kind of movement. Well, yeah, but also it's just a surf game. Yeah. And I, I, I like surfing. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, if I get on top of that hill, I will be able to surf, <laughs> surf it down. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, there, there's almost... Uh, a lot of rooms for uh, just kind of very sensible yeah 
they they refined a lot of the aspects of the game, so you were you 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 can enjoy just simple things in the game, as well as uh, doing more complicated things like fighting big uh, big stuff. Right, right. It's like I mean, uh, Tears of the Kingdom feels more in this way, but like it like of like a toy box inside of a game. Yeah. That, that's also why I'm so intrigued, <laughs> because they really uh, took Breath of the Wild and said, "Well, people are doing weird stuff in it and enjoying it, yeah. so let's turn that to 11." Right. And yeah, it's awesome. It looks awesome. Looks like people are enjoying it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there is a lot of like, I like to. It's part. It's part of part of why I like to. So I'll just take my time and get. I also don't have easy access to a, a switch. I was like, oh, I need to get. Oh a yeah. Switch, I guess. Um, played, uh, what's it called, Breath of the Wild on my uh, Nintendo Wii U. Oh yeah, I I always forget that it can run on the Wii U. I had to get like a hard drive or something. For some reason, I can't remember. I think maybe because I downloaded it instead of getting a. Yeah, I, I also had to uh, have a SD card for my Switch because uh, games are too big. Yeah, I had to, which is a very strange thing because I usually buy all the, all of my things physically, but for some reason, I think I yeah. just wanted it in that moment, and I dug up an external hard drive that I wasn't using. And it's like, I guess you're my Switch hard drive now. And it's like, or my Wii U hard drive, and it's like the size of the Wii U. <laughs> That's how old it was. Uh, but. Oh. Looks like a really old hard drive. It worked, though. But now my hard drives are tiny. My <laughs> external drives. But speaking of. Uh, external drives, you're selling uh, no. more games on tapes. <laughs> That that oh, well. is also true. That is also true. Speaking of external storage drives that that hold like Indiepocalypse on it, and you know what? These things go international as well. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to uh, buy one uh, of my issue, so I have my own game in my yes. own hands. Uh, I will probably do that eventually. I, I, I still yet. I can I can say because I can say confidently that not only will it safely make the trip, it's made the trip to Canada, but it's gone over to Europe as well. Oh safely. yeah. So it is it is it is brave the challenge. Well, it will probably go to Europe again. Ah, that's my <laughs> hope. I want to spread a little indie apocalypse cassettes around. <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a great way. Also, if you're a developer, I'll say it, if you wanted to, you know, sell your game physically at like events, it's pretty cheap. Which yeah, is my, which is my uh, gold standard for being able to do something. Is it cheap? How, uh, how much? Well, I was going to say profit you make out of uh, the tapes, but uh, since you distribute the money, you don't make money, I guess. Oh yeah, I don't I don't really I. I don't think of individual profit on anything in Indiepocalypse until I make a uh, uh, actual profit. I guess it's. Um, <laughs> I'll say that the whole combo together costs like four dollars, maybe. Oh yeah, so you have like fifteen ish, not accounting for uh, transportation. Right, right. Which I, which you know, I uh, uh, is not free on shipping. So, 
I already cover shipping there. So yeah, basically like the extra five dollars I tack on to it is approximately how much it costs to physically produce it. Yeah. Uh, a little actually. Le- a little less really, but it's it's pretty it's pretty good. It's pretty cheap to do. You get you can get USB sticks for like a buck, a little bit more, and the uh the cases are under a dollar. Yeah. You still have to get a kind of big USB sticks because like oh, yeah. uh the the bundle is kind of big actually. It's yeah, yeah. Pretty- Three to four gigs, I guess. I get eight gig USB sticks. Yeah, so just, you're, just you're fine. Just because sometimes they're a little bigger. But even those, um, if you get them off AliExpress, are usually under, under or around a dollar. Yeah, yeah, pretty cheap. Yes. Uh, well, speaking of cheapness and self-publishing... Uh, I, I got an important question to ask before I go. Uh, <laughs> the, un, the the second, the unofficial second in question of Indie Apocalypse, which is, uh, Jenna, I have to know, do you have a favorite uh, Toho character? Oh, yeah. I heard this question in previous uh, You prepared. <laughs> uh, kind of. I, I didn't play more Toho to, <laughs> to, to know more, but I actually think about it. And I, I guess it's Cerno, Sir, like okay. the, uh, the, the very candid first boss of uh, most two games. Yes. Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a common front runner. It might be the front runner, perhaps. I think so, yeah. But it's also because it's like the character I saw the most <laughs> and yes. uh, that expressed the most personality to, uh, to me. Uh, so I, it's kind of the only character I really know. <laughs> <laughs> that that you know that's a good criteria for them being your favorite. Yeah. That's better that just they look nice. <laughs> but that said, uh I want yeah, I want to thank you for being here on the show. Uh Thank you for inviting me actually. Our our time has come or not I mean our our time with the segment has come to an end. Uh we're going to yeah. go on we're going to go on break and I'll be back in about a minute 45 with our next guest. Uh, goodbye for yeah. now. Hello and welcome back to Indie Apocalypse Radio. That was uh, Child's Pose with Ella's Fate. Uh, we are here with a pair of our next guests, who you may know from uh, kind of in the the we're, we're, these last few episodes have been me cleaning up the back catalog of guests who don't answer initially or said no thank you and inviting new guests so we're going all the way back to issue nine of indie apocalypse uh 32 months ago at this point uh 33 if you count when they submitted uh it with uh eat it all it's aria and ren hello how are you doing hello hello i'm ren I use he, they pronouns. Pass it over. I'm Aria, and I use she, her pronouns, and I'm doing good today. Perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah, that's one of those things I always forget about. Like, I put all these little things on the screen, but if you listen to it after the fact, you'll never know. It's, Who's uh, who? Right. It's good, <laughs> good intro stuff. One time I did actually... I think it's because people were literal twins. Um, 
<laughs> that I <laughs> I did the thing where you put people's little Discord icons that light up so you know when they're talking. Mm. Oh yeah. But my setup by default doesn't. I my default scenes don't have that. Um, so I just don't do it. And luckily enough, people have distinct enough voices from one another that I don't need to do it. So unless I have mm, uh, nice. siblings on the show again at the same time. It's not impossible. Uh, but speaking of being on the show, um, you found your way out to the show because you submitted again in Apocalypse. Now I need to, I talked about 33 months ago. Can you cast your mind back 33 months uh, to how did you hear about Indie Apocalypse? Oh, wow. Casting. I'm casting my mind. All the way back. You know, all the way back. You know, let's see. I think it was definitely through through browsing itch. Um, uh, you know, I've never really said it itch out loud do people say itch or itch io out loud i think um i think either one is good i think itch is uh in this context people will get what you're talking about people get it people get it it was definitely through browsing it i'm not really certain uh i'm not really certain how exactly if it was just from passive or sort of random browsing or perhaps if indie apocalypse was present in the 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 really big uh, the the bundle for racial justice in the summer of 2020. Yeah, the fourth one. Was. Um, okay, then it it might have actually been through through that bundle. Yeah, that that was that was my first and final uh, indie apocalypse bundle appearance. Mm. <laughs> my, my fair enough. My I think I have complicated feelings on bundles. <laughs> mm. I think they're very good, but also. Not so good in some ways. Uh, uh, it's it's they're they're weird things because it's like it's great that you can put three hundred developers uh, together and get them to raise a lot of money, uh, like you mm-hmm. should if you uh, buy the Queer Games bundle now available on sale for the rest of the month. Uh, but also, hey, kind of unfortunately, you have to, to, to for those developers to get money, you have to put four of them, four hundred of them together. Yeah, totally. And and also it it becomes then a lot of the people who who may have bought the games with that money would have also gone to the developers who probably don't make that much that that much money off of it right are now going to um like like they're not probably not going to have as many buyers right it's a it's a weird thing and I and I've seen and I've seen a sentiment that come up sometimes about bundles like wow it's a really cool idea and I like to this but realistically i'm not gonna play all these games and it and it's like an unwieldy thing to approach yes certainly yeah there are always a couple games that like people will talk about amongst themselves after buying a bundle is like oh yeah like you have this huge (laughs) file full of (laughs) amazing content but then like only people only play like three or four out of that right and And then and it's and it's usually the three or four that people were already playing sometimes. Right. I so will say, effort. it does take some effort, but I I did uh, over COVID spend a great deal of time parsing randomly or like semi randomly through um, a couple of those bundles and just playing things that really looked weird and fun and and I had a really great time. I would highly suggest that to anyone who is considering just. Just diving deep into you know the 
the the sort of more uh, niche things in the bubble yeah. or on it in general. And there's and there's I don't know the names of them, but there are a couple sites that are like uh, there at least were a site or two that or just like gives you a random game from those large those massive itch bundles. Mm, I believe it's randombundlegame.com. That sounds like the right name. Look at <laughs> I'm scrolling through right now. I'm like, hey, look at this. Is this is this? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've really been at this for a long time. I recognize a lot of these games. There's a lot of them. Oh wow. A lot of them are no. I mean, like even just a lot of them. Like, oh, okay, that's issue thirty-four. This is issue twelve. This is I'm like here's <laughs> issue five. Here's uh, it. It's been around a lot, and it's like, and that is a great, you know. Uh, my my thing I say about bundles, hey, uh, do do what you've done and play those games and follow those developers, like if you can, like even if mm. even if it's like one or two out of four hundred, you know. Yeah, I think it's a, a an important thing to focus on, uh, but that's just me. I get very uh, unsurprisingly, you would say, I get very passionate about. <laughs> Uh, supporting independent <laughs> developers, uh, but we're not here for me. Tell tell me and uh, tell the guests rather. What is Eat It All? Well, Eat It wow. All is uh, it's a short like uh, it, it's I guess one page or two pages depending on if you print it on the front and back of a page. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's a short tabletop role-playing game where the only mechanic involves uh, fortune cookies. And you open up fortune cookies to drive a story forward. It's very improvisational. Um, it's very story-oriented and supposed to be fun. Um, I wrote it. Ren illustrated it. Uh, so, And Ren has some amazing illustrations if you want to talk about oh. what that style is. Oh, thank you. Um, for those of us those of you listening with your ears, not looking with your eyes, which is totally fine. Um, it, the illustrations I did for it, I was talking about it with Aria. They're supposed to look like old diner um, menus. That's the kind of the inspiration for the whole thing. And they feature all sorts of strange combinations of food, like a popcorn shrimp and a donut tower and, you know, meatloaf alongside sushi and stuff like that. Um this was a delight to make for Arya's game because like at 32 months ago, deep pandemic, right. you know, living with my parents, it was just really delightful to work on such joyful and nourishing content during a time that was so lonely in many ways. Right. Right. Um, and, and about something that is very traditionally like, uh, a group activity you can't it's it's a lot harder to eat with a group over zoom you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my gosh yeah i remember doing the yeah i i almost the plague of the artist is to cringe looking back at one's own work from many months ago but um (laughs) i remember doing the the art that's on it with a giant plate of spaghetti and the three friends sharing one huge meatball yeah i remember just oh I wanted that so bad. And there was no way we could have it at the time. So it right. was just 
yeah, it was very much wish, wish fulfillment <laughs> as a project, personally. Mm. Yeah, because there's a, uh, it's it's one of our like uh, fun food is one of our fun like shared experiences, you know, which are our little like human elements of just like, hey, what if we just all went out and ate at a place? And it's, it's I guess when you think about it, it's a very, I guess, well, I get no, that's unfair. When you think about anything humans do, it's very strange. <laughs> the things that we just kind of invented for ourselves to do. But yeah. I mean, what what it is very strange. What you said about wish fulfillment, Ren. I mean, because I remember playtesting and playing this game on Zoom while we were writing it, um, and like, <laughs> it was really funny. the The whole concept of the game is that uh, that you're you're a group of friends. You make your characters, and then you're a group of friends going to to the eat it all to this buffet. And you've been before, and the fortune cookies are what you have left over from the last time you went, and you're eating them while you're getting excited to go eat everything at this buffet. And it's very, it's very mundane, um, and it's, uh, you know, I think the, about wish fulfillment. It, it really feel playing it, playing it on over Zoom was very funny because it's like, oh, we're like all, we're all just pretending that we're going to eat a meal together. <laughs> it's very nice, very comforting. Oh, yeah, that playtest was something else. It was the the energy in the room was so interesting <laughs> because most of what we we were playing with the group that we played with regularly, we played Monster Hearts together, and it was so interesting to take a step back from like fantasy and like high drama and mm. just go to an eat it all in character together. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, because. Uh... Once you get off the beaten path of role-playing games, you can start getting very abstract very quickly uh, mm. in, in both concept and play. So this involve a lot of uh, store-bought fortune cookies? Or... Oh, we um, used an uh, online generator when okay. we playtested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know we did use an online generator, and there is a link to one. And the online generators are very funny, because, and I'm sure you could find even funnier ones now with AI-based yeah. generating ones, but... You know, I think I think the thing about fortune cookies as a mechanic, which the idea came from a meme I saw once, um, is that fortune cookies are really some of them are fortunes. You know, some of them actually do say stuff about the future, but a lot of fortune cookies just don't. A lot of them are just statements, right? Um, and and that can, that that can be very strange. And particularly, I found online generated fortune cookies would make things that were a lot weirder, like than real fortune cookies that I had ever seen. Like, look for shining teeth. And, like, suddenly you're getting these, like, these, like real metaphorically written uh, fortune cookies. But I would, I've never actually played this game in person, and I would love to play it in person with um, with an actual bag of fortune cookies at some point. Right. It, it seems like a very good companion to even, like, a... Like, a, what's it like? Just like, like, a, like a convention, even, you know? Like... Uh... Mm. After after everything's ended and you've all gone out to eat, because like, yeah. there's a you know even going to a true a true eat it all, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it could can even be played very literally where it it can be played while you are actually walking to go out to eat somewhere, you know. Do either of you have have much buffet experience in your life? Eat uh, the the true all you can eats. 
There was one in the town I grew up in, upstate, um, that was just, it would wreck your insides. But it was, it was so good every time. Because <laughs> you'd leave and you'd regret it. You'd regret it so hard. And then something would come over you in like a couple months where you're like, we have to go back. Right. We can't not <laughs> go eat there again. It's the perfect option. You've, uh, you can literally eat all the food you want. <laughs> yes. And it's both a gift and a curse. Right. Yes. <laughs> I find that the buffets are often set up. My most of my buffet experience, I think, has something similar to Ren's, where um, where I went to high school, there was a Chinese place in the in the town um, where every Saturday they would have uh, buffet brunch. Okay. Um, and that was always a really nice tradition. But it was also it's all also always set up in a way where. Or, or maybe that's 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 me, but I certainly always feel obligated to eat more than I can, you know. Right. Um, and that sometimes ends up being very nice, and all, and sometimes ends up being very stressful. Right. Well, especially because uh, like uh, American Chinese food is like extremely fried and yes, <laughs> fried and battered everywhere, so you don't yes. get like the. The same variety you would get at like you know your your old country buffet style uh, uh, American what's it what, like cafeteria style buffet. Yeah, it's true. Where it's like oh, I'm gonna have uh, eighty crab rangoons or egg rolls mm -hmm. or I'm like well, it's all fried and bad. It's all fried. <laughs> I could go for eighty crab rangoons right now. Huh. Um, yeah. huh. I truly. Uh, I I truly could. That that's also the thing. It's like uh, going and like. Well, if I just want to eat a meal that's all crab rangoon, I can. It's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, playing this game makes you hungry. Right. Um, mm. And talking about playing it makes you hungry. Oh yeah, I, and I'm already usually hungry going into the show because it's like midday for me. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Huh. Oh, and because it's a podcast, you can't even have the luxury of snacking. No, because no. it's unless you want a whole new level of a uh, ASMR. No, I'm sorry, not... we have to have our <laughs> popping uh, open the soda can I've sort listened... of thing. <laughs> I, I've been listening to a podcast that involves a lot of eating on mic, and I'm and I've 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 turned a corner to. I just kind of enjoy it, <laughs> not even like an <laughs> ASMR way. It's just like. It feels like it's just a natural. Like I don't hate the sound of people eating on mic anymore. I don't know what happened. It's just like what? What podcast is this? Out of curiosity, this is this is the longstanding Doughboys. Uh, oh yeah. I've I've gone straight to Doughboyville. Uh, it's, <laughs> it it's like hits on all of my particular uh, needs that I want, which is people talking about fast, like cheap food. Uh, Tons of guests. Uh, yes, those are the ones. Those, those are the fellows. Uh, uh, I've, I, I'm, I'm responding to pictures in, <laughs> in chat. Yeah, that's it. Kind of. Uh, I love, I love cheap food more than I guess expensive food. I haven't seen all this good art. I'm not that far in, <laughs> but this is all. <laughs> oh no! I'm just pulling this off. Yeah. A, a, 
<laughs> Google Images. Yeah. This is some good art. Yes, yes. And one and one of one of the guys is from Massachusetts, so sometimes they'll talk about sandwich. I'm like, yeah, mashpee. <laughs> now we'll get into the into the weed of things. <laughs> Massachusetts lore. I wasn't expecting that today. I love Massachusetts lore. I too played in quarries quarries and like construction yards all the time. Uh, oh, I also did. I actually, I grew up in New Hampshire. Uh, I've I've passed through New Hampshire a number of times on to Ma- on my way to Maine. Mm. I I have uh, a deep affection for New England. I I agree. There's something very enchanting about New England. It's it's very, uh, for, you know, for for the problems that it has that all of the U.S. have. You know, I like there being a lot of trees. Yes, yes, the trees, the nature, all of that, very good. It's the way it's old as hell. Uh, yes. Yeah. God. Uh, I... Nobody on the subway wants to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I... Sorry to dive into personal lore. No, that's fine. I I grew up in suburban Texas. Okay. For until I was in my mid-teens, and so, and then my family moved, of course, to the Northeast. Right. And, I can um, tell when you said upstate as a longtime USer. I'm like, I know you. I know what state you. Mean you know, when, when you say upstate. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's only one upstate in the entire continental U.S. Right. Yeah. Um, oh my God. But um, uh, no. Th- I, I, when we moved, I was I was freshly fourteen, right. and I remember it being like everything is old as fuck. You're right. Like, and why is everything old as balls up here? Just what? like the schools, all of the infrastructure. Because I like grew up in sprawl. Right. And that's one thing about the Northeast that's just so wonderful. Minimal like, sprawl. And you're like, why are these roads so? Why are these roads so <laughs> curvy and <laughs> nonsensical? <laughs> tiny made for horses yeah it's right i was watching an 80s movie uh, a movie made in like i think the late 70s early 80s last night and i was like their chemistry department looks a lot like my chemistry department when i was in high school i was not in high school during the 80s i was not alive (laughs) um i was like huh (laughs) huh right things are old and also i was like is this old or was my school poor and i think it's a bit of both (laughs) Mm -hmm. um because uh, science famously never changes, uh, never updates. No, so, it was it was complete the moment it was written. Right. So why would they ever need new equipment in chemistry lab? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's works. funny talking about talking about how old things are. But I remember the first time I went to Europe and uh, right, right, just floored by how there were just things from the Reformation around, things right. from. You know, and I was, I was like, "Oh, these these like mid sixteen hundreds old buildings don't they feel don't feel very old anymore?" Right. It, it, like America <laughs> is the it, the American Northeast is the equivalent of like eight year olds calling twenty year olds old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that like oh, oh look at that wizened old twenty year old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> And you're like, I'm not old. I can't even drive a car. Or no, I can drive a car. I can't even rent. I can't even rent a car. <laughs> At least not at great expense. Yes, right. No, this is now we've gotten into the true lore of Indie Fog, which is talking about food and uh, 
I've now I've thought about like it's now there's there a growing up before we're because we're getting close to uh uh. Uh, the the end point of the segment, if you believe it, it's, it's, it, bre- <laughs> it breezes by so quickly. But I have to ask, as as a as a long time uh, New Englander, a lifelong New Englander, is there anything in Texas uh, of your youth that you miss having left Texas? Oh like, fuck, not much, not much. Like, but like, um, like any food, we'll say. But yeah, no, I literally was gonna say like I do fucking miss the food. You're there right. was this. I, I can. There's one place in particular that my heart yearns for. It's called Babes. It's okay. middle of nowhere, fried chicken joint. The only things on the menu are chicken and chicken fried steak. You can get one of the two. Either way, it is a whole fried chicken or a chicken fried steak the size of your head. And cool. endless mashed potatoes, endless gravy, and endless creamed corn and biscuits. Cool. And I got a lot of siblings. So my parents would take us to this place probably yeah. once every two weeks. Just the the whole thing is full of just like kitsch. The whole building <laughs> is just kitsch the whole way down. Like all those old signs of like and all, a full-sized Star Wars cutouts of characters for yeah. some reason. Just like just you can't look that... a, assault upon the senses in right. every every sense of the word and i miss that place like crazy people went to to pick up trucks to yard sales and said yes please (laughs) all of it just put it all in we're gonna put it in our chicken joint we'll figure it out later i'll i'll have i searched babes just on its own at first like obviously did not give me the results i was looking for (laughs) (laughs) i was like i should probably type chicken (laughs) maybe texas Uh, or texas it's in roanoke if you need to see exactly oh my god Wait, it's dark as fuck in there too. So it's, uh, this is like literally what it looks like. I'm sending a photo, just like you and your chicken, and it's yeah. Uh, yes, no, I the 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 kind of like dingy local. It's not dingy, but like the very low lit local establishment, like those marble uh, countertops <laughs> or tabletops. Yes, once I made the mistake of asking to have dinner for my birthday there and they forced a chicken hat onto my head and made me do the hokey pokey that is the kind of establishment we're talking i had not thought about that memory until just i haven't thought about that in years i think i blocked it out oh no indie apocalypse nothing else is all about bringing back uh nice uh food-based memories and whether they were were pressed or not (laughs) glad you see you still have frank frank's red hot and uh cholula Cholula. oh yeah the sauce i've never said out loud i was like wait a minute i never said that that sauce out loud uh but yes uh we're gonna we're gonna go on break we'll be back with everyone else we'll probably just talk more about old buildings we might have an expert on old buildings an expert, and we might have to ask her what state she thinks upstate is. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, we're going to go to... Oh, wait, no, I have an important question before we go. I almost forgot it. Uh, I, uh, you had her in the first half, uh, first quarter, first third. Uh, Toho, uh, are you familiar with it? Do you have a favorite character? 
I am I'm sorry to say I'm not familiar with it and so don't have a favorite character, but I will I will trust your judgment and make my favorite character someone else's favorite character. Okay. Um I know nothing about it, but I did look up the Wikipedia on it okay. so I could look at the characters and I yes. found this this kid in a bucket, uh Kisume. Um and I've decided arbitrarily this one is my favorite because I I like her style. She yeah. seems really happy in that bucket. I hope she's having a good time. <laughs> I think that's a good uh, general uh, consensus for Toho is I don't know who this character is, but she looks like she's having a good time. She looks like she's having a good time. <laughs> feels like okay. uh, uh, she has no dialogue in a sparse official profile. Apparently uh, little is known about her. <laughs> she spends her time in buckets. Yes. Um lives in caves or wells. Oh uh, man. But Those anyway, are goals, yeah, right it's, Toho is a fun thing. Uh they are it's a bunch of fun a bunch of just cool looking girls hanging out. It's also a bullet hell. But sometimes pe but there's a anyway, we're not getting into Toho lore on this show. Uh, uh Indie Apocalypse's third, fourth character, Toho. Uh, <laughs> instead, we're going to go to break and then we'll be back with everybody. Uh, 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 be back in like a two minutes and 49 seconds, roughly. Goodbye for now. Roughly. Aria, Red, thank you for being on the show. Thank not, you. Not that you're thank really you. going anywhere, <laughs> but <laughs> it sounds so final when I say it like that. I need to think of the way to say it. Uh, bye for now. On our way back. Hello, welcome back to Indiepocalypse Radio. That was Klein with Baller Alert. Uh, we're back with the whole crew. And before we... Uh, you may have heard Jenna say that uh, she did not know what upstate is, but I'm going to give you a 1 in 50 shot to guess what state that is. I said Canada to, uh, to joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, looking at the map, I guess it's Kansas. But no. uh, I guess it's way <laughs> higher in reality, like Dakota or something. Could not be more wrong. <laughs> okay, I have no idea. Uh, uh, weird, weird, weird. That is one of the most delightful answers you could yeah. have given, though. It's, it's I gotta all, say. I think I think I think I might honestly enter into a new rotation if I have international guess of what state they think Upstate is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fascinating question. It's like one of those things that you like weirdly take for granted that I you just kind of know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. We're referring to, of course, a New York. Oh, oh, no. oh yeah. I was really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, because the city, it's a big city. It's kind of famous. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get where this is coming from. Yeah. But I had, uh, I, I, I couldn't have guessed. <laughs> no, you couldn't have. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything that isn't the city that's upstate, even if it's not even up. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's just the, uh, the 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 pleasure of having to also listen to us talk about our, our extremely old country. <laughs> <laughs> our, our, One of our, the our, oldest countries ever, I've heard. Yeah, truly. One of the <laughs> oldest countries. <laughs> yeah. Kind of old. Uh, well, China claims they are way, way, way older. 
yeah. but uh, still, France is kind of old. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, compared to the U.S., you're like you're like that sixty-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> where we're like, wow, they're so old. <laughs> we're in our twenties. <laughs> when was the U.S. Fun funded again? Like uh, uh, seventeen, seventy-six-ish. Uh, you know, I don't. Okay. Yeah. So no, it's no. a good a good three hundred years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. around that time, I've, yeah, uh, you should know France gave us a nice statue, <laughs> and we act like we're, <laughs> we act like we're the only one with one. That's <laughs> <laughs> just not true. Not even a yeah, little yes, bit. What a, a life-changing experience yeah. when you learn that, like every country, like that is that is France's <laughs> kind of go-to gift. <laughs> oh, Wait, I, I had wait, no wait. idea actually. <laughs> I didn't know that either. You do? Oh, here we are. Uh, there's a lot of those little Lady Liberties. Fl I uh, okay. I, I saw one. I saw one in Tokyo. Was that one from? Wait, I'm googling this. Tokyo also have another Eiffel Tower, which is actually an Eiffel Tower. It's made by the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, this one that I saw was also from France. Also a gift from France. Right. Just slightly smaller. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, like, uh, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you go to, you go to Japan, you're like, hey, wait a minute. You, you take, you take, you take Japan aside, like, wait a minute. You got one of those wait. too? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You and your, all your friends start talking. You thought you got that, you know, really unique handcrafted gift from your friend. And you're like. They give these to everybody. <laughs> Do they buy these on Etsy? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did France buy these on Etsy? What's going on here? <laughs> they just we made too to... many copies to right. start with, and it was all. Yeah. yeah, we got a group deal, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we gotta get rid of these. Too many. <laughs> and they're so big, we can store them. Right. right. <laughs> we're just. Well, having you know, America made ours a big deal, <laughs> like kind of like with everything that America does, like, based our whole identity around it. Yeah, like, like the, it's really a big thing about about America, but it's not American at all at, right. in the origin. <laughs> or you would think that Americans should uh, you you'd be surprised that Americans have you know don't base our identity around as much as you think it's, it's the whole yeah. point of it the whole point of the country is that there's a lot of different people in here what are you people yeah. <laughs> it's the point of the country it's a nation of immigrants it's a, i don't get it i don't get it i don't get how you well from france is like kind of kind of has a right uh time with uh, immigration yes. like we or government doesn't like immigration at all, even even though it's like pretty cool. The US well, increasingly we, doesn't we, either, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, we we, we get cheap labor because of immigration, and uh, people complain because it's uh, people that are um, uh, poor. Right. That's like, yeah, that's why they work for cheap. That's why you get food delivery for almost nothing. Right. Uh, I I guess it's not that uh it's not right that they are paid so little and everything. Yeah. But it's 
you are also the people that don't support them getting paid better. So, right, right. It's it's this like you 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 just like everything about it, the situation, but you want to benefit from it. Yeah, you like it's uh right. It's listen. It's a it's a large and complicated uh topic. Yeah, beyond beyond the scope of um of difficulties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about. Uh, fast foods yeah and, and it's called base yeah well, what no what is, what is your go-to fast casual in france what is your kind of like do you have uh, a goal? i guess it's uh, for most people it's something like mcdonald's oh okay so I'll pretty have, i have that here yeah you have that here yeah, yeah. but uh, also we eat a lot of pizzas okay and uh uh, and lately, it's been tacos and uh, something we call poke, but I don't know how it's. Oh yeah, no, that's that's you said that is, yeah poke, right? Is that what you, yeah, like the yeah, it's like the rice with uh, some yes. toppings. Yeah, we yeah. we it's became big, pretty big in France lately, but it's not like anything traditional. No, no, that's uh, I think the U.S. had a, a poke phase too. Uh. Yeah. But France, France is right into in the poke phase. Yeah, <laughs> it's should... the hype food. <laughs> I'm always... It's it also looks like uh, the easiest food ever to make. Always. Like it's not like fast food where you need to heat everything and uh, all that here. Like you just assemble the stuff and you give it to clients. Yeah, it's very easy. To, very easy to make at home. Yeah, and also like very easy to set up a restaurant for it because right. you just need food and that's all you don't need to cook much yeah uh it's a real treat i was yeah, kind of the same vibe as like a salad bar yeah yeah exactly or like a burrito place. but you mix it less <laughs> a burrito place without the folding right without the folding exactly <laughs> no, folding, no folding and without the eating too. so yeah that is uh I was like, I was thinking burgers, but now I'm like, what if I get burrito? What if I get a burrito after this? <laughs> well, a... for me, it's past dinner time. Yes, well, around it. <laughs> last last episode, uh, I was I had to account for someone you know who lived you know, in in Manila, which was you know it was seven a.m. for her, and I was so I had not eaten till like nine p.m. and I was like, I gotta go get some burgers at night. So I could get. Oh night. yeah, in the Philippines. Okay. I, I'll yeah. get a I'll get a night burrito any day of the week. Mm. I think. Mm. My go-to well, is night night Tuesday. chicken strips. Ooh yes. In in France, it's pretty hard to find uh, like food at night. <laughs> you, you there's only McDonald's basically. Right. And, uh, well, big chains like this. Luckily, luckily, America is the land of the McDonald's and McDonald's yeah. likes. So, you know, yeah. I I live in uh, live in New York City, and uh, where it used to be the city that never sleeps. But actually, after COVID, <laughs> mostly things are, are closing around eleven or right. ten. Um, yeah, not as many places if you're looking for a three a.m. nighttime food. Probably, probably well, a lot of stores uh, both no longer having the resources and realizing, oh, we make a, we don't make that much money, I guess, <laughs> and people aren't used yeah. to it anymore, so they don't need to do it. People will adjust. Yeah, yeah. 
city that gets a solid eight hours instead yeah. of a city that never sleeps. Yeah. There's a there is a reportedly twenty four hour McDonald's on the corner near my apartment. I also live in the city. And um tell you what, at the employees block up the doors with the trash cans and the chairs at exactly eleven fifty nine. And I it's just uh, twenty four hours, but literally about seven of those hours they've barricaded the McDonald's. I, I listen, I would. I do not know I do not want those kind of midnight crowds coming into a mcdonald's yeah, you've really got to respect the like ingenious fortification methods that they employ to yeah. like they have a little side window that they hand the door dashers the food out of and that's the only way in and out of that building right like they are yeah no, hunkered it's a, down it's a fortress until 7 a.m rolls around <laughs> Yeah, I mean, working a night shift at McDonald's, you really need to be be trained in like conflict resolution, de-escalation. <laughs> you need like, yeah, like I said, you need to be a therapist before you can work in a McDonald's at two in the morning. Or, or at the very least, uh, trained in martial combat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I yeah, as someone who used to as a teen like the friend with the car it's like we were up too late let's go to the 24-hour walmart because it's the only <laughs> place open when you live uh not in cities and you get rowdy <laughs> so, oh yeah crazy oh, yeah. stuff happens at walmart yeah it's, <laughs> it's like you're a bunch of you're like there's nobody here it's like a it's like a it's a night it's a it's the midnight zone so you can you can run around and no one cares yeah. walmart's are uh, open at night Sometimes in the right places. Wow! Oh yeah, that's impressive. I, I was like, yeah, food stuff that's normal, but like uh, as big of a supermarket as Walmart is, it looks like it should be closed at night for me. But uh, I don't live. Uh, I don't live in. It is a very US, strange so. thing now that you say it that way. That uh, I I do think they were staffed with the skeleton crew, but it is. Yeah. It's. There was never anyone shopping. There was really no reason to be to be open. Yeah, no. It, it's it's just like this. Of... Sorry. Yeah, it's like just like teens. Yeah. It just becomes like a little. And it's not like they're even like whenever you're there with friends, like it's just your friend group. Like you'll never run into any other teenagers. No. But yeah, it really does feel like a waste to have it open so late when. Because you're never buying anything. You go there. You're getting mozzarella sticks or something. <laughs> There's some poor employee who's like, I'm going to follow you at a reasonable distance. Please don't do anything. And I'm not going to bother you right. either. Yeah. Because yeah. they have to make sure you don't break stuff or, or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not, you're not riding bikes around the store. <laughs> As if people don't do that in the middle of the day. <laughs> As if they could catch you. Right. No. <laughs> uh, no, it is. Uh, and now with self, that was even like an era of like self checkout, I don't think. So we had to like, people had to check us out, but now we can just like cruise through and like not. I feel like there's also very, there's a very different culture and understanding between uh, shoppers and retail employees now. Like, mm. I like to think that we have a greater respect for them, and they have a greater indifference towards impl towards customers. 
Uh, and I think that's closer to what the relationship should be of like, mm, yeah, I had to go through this shit. Uh, I spent, I spent a, a decent amount of, uh, the novel coronavirus within retail. So <laughs> like, yeah, you... actually, what do you do for a living? You, you work in retail? No, for a time because... I did, uh, uh, in, in the apocalypse, I was in retail, uh, for like the majority of its lifespan. <laughs> Now I work in an office. It's much better. Mm. Nice. I too work in an office. Sitting. Yeah. You gotta love office life for the sitting down. Oh, well, I, I got, that's the thing I didn't realize is I used to walk a lot. Now I sit a lot. I was like, oh wait a minute, someone's someone's getting a little doughier down there because uh, I'm not moving at all. My poor neck is so it's so it's so uh, leaned forward. Right. Now I need to like I have a I have a, a printer next to me. I have to very intentionally stand up and walk to the printer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, this is my movement for the day. Right, I'm my not gonna. Steps. If I I sometimes will roll my chair a little, then I'll roll it back and go. Nope, I have to get up. Yeah, I tend to not get up too much since I'm like more working remotely. Yeah, I, I just spend my day sitting as. It's weird because uh, before I had to walk to walk the dog and stuff like this. Now I don't because I'm not with the same people anymore. Yeah. So I I just I just sit a lot and I don't think about uh, moving and uh, it's kind of bad for our health yes. and stuff. <laughs> you know what? We should all play. We should all walk to a some kind of. I don't know, dining location where they let you eat a lot of food when you get there. Right. right. Mm. And then and then you all have we all get fortune cards. I I actually really crave I've been craving the kind of like out of the the kind of not like event experience and that it's hard to get because, you know, after multiple years of lockdown, but then also uh mm. it's expensive to travel to events. Uh, yeah. yeah. With that, like, hey, let's all go to a place to eat afterwards. Let's all, because this this show is is nothing if uh, not a kind of post con hangout sort of thing, you know. Mm. Let's go. I, I have a pizzeria next door. Yeah, just come on to France and. Uh... <laughs> I'll get on the plane right now. Well, I'm curious right. if, if French pizza pizza is any different from the yes. pizza. Like, I, actually, they probably are because. Um, when we had uh, Domino's and other uh, pizza chain from uh, the US coming, yeah, uh, they made very different pizzas than the one we were used to. Oh, okay. Is it like a, a a toppings deal, or is like right. the uh, different? Not really. It's more like the crusts. You you have like a filled in crust and stuff like this, and more fluffy dough. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Stuff like this. And also, you also tend to put a lot more uh, diverse um, sauce on it. So, yeah, it's a a bit different. Maybe also you put less cheese on it, but or like less diverse cheese. You still put like the classical cheese, but you don't like have a lot of uh, diversity and uh, as much cheese on it as as we do but even in italy uh the pizzas are different from the from the french pizzas actually 
Oh, I mean, let's talk. America itself has got uh, uh, raging pizza wars. Uh, of, <laughs> of, of cultural it, conflicts. Yes. <laughs> Chicago style, etc. Right. <laughs> I do love that. Uh, it's easier to get like I like the proliferation of the New York slice uh, across the country that you can just go to a lot of pizza places now and just get a big, huge slice of pizza. Mm. <laughs> Every time I, I go to Washington DC, I have some friends who live there. There's a there's a type of pizza place there called Jumbo Slice where you get one slice, but it's like ten or fifteen dollars and it's the size of your head or larger. It's it's just enormous, impossible to impossible to manage slice, but they give it to you as if you're supposed to eat it just like a dollar slice, like just on a paper plate with no utensils. <laughs> I, oh yeah. I've been thinking more about because uh, there's a, a place I hear about constantly in Connecticut that I forget the name of right now that does like weird pizzas, but apparently are very good pizzas. But it's a very specific. It's not. Sta- it's not Stanford. It's in a what? that place you travel through. Uh, 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 God, it's yeah, like, I definitely went there. Yeah. Yes, yes, Shannon, the, the Connecticut expert. <laughs> it's not New. Haven. It's not, I don't think it's New Haven. Uh, <laughs> trying to think I'm trying to think of the it, it's one of the stops on the way to New York if you're taking the Amtrak uh, between mm. Boston and New York I think anyway this is this is where where chats come in helpful that I the, the ones those things I usually ignore when you're like what's the name of that pizza place uh, in Connecticut <laughs> they do like a it's like an oyster it's some weird seafood or something whoa oh that sounds good like like a like a like a shrimp pizza sort or, of deal or something oh, may, oh it is new haven i think i was i think i think i was right i think it was new haven uh, i'm so sorry the only thing i know about that area is the fallout 4 map so there is nothing i can do to help you right now um, well if uh, the pizza place is on the fallout map <laughs> <laughs> new haven pizza i mean it might be you never know new haven style pizza yes that's that's why i'm it, thinking it's probably new haven it has its own whole Wikipedia page. Yeah. Oh, nice. I was just trying to think of what that specific restaurant. Oh, it was White Clam Pie. Hey. That's that's what it is. Mm. White White Clam Pie. Yeah, it, it was Pepe's. It does have little little neck clams on it. What's gotta... White Clam? <laughs> Looking up, okay. frantically yeah. googling. I oh yeah. That. Maybe I should make a stop at New. Yeah, that's the pie I'm looking at. <laughs> this this looks like it would destroy my insides, and I need yeah. to eat it. Uh, I should I should make a stop. I, I, there was once when I was going through uh, to uh, to New York to indicate East. Talking uh, about pizzas. Yeah. When uh in the previous town I was in, uh, one of the specialty around there is a. Uh, what we call magre de canard, which is like a duck, uh, a duck part. I don't know which one would it be. Um, and they made uh, pizzas with uh, magret de canard on it. So duck thing. I don't know. Yeah. Down to that. I, I've uh, never uh, seen that uh, stateside. We don't. Uh, not, not a lot yeah. of ducks around here that are ducks um, are friends around here. I like to think. <laughs> well, weed them. Yes. 
and I think there are there are plenty as well, but it's it's not it's like uh, not as uh, built in, uh, you know, to the culture. Oh, actually, it's it's a French dish. Actually, uh, I'm not very surprised. <laughs> so Wikipedia, do you have a? No, they don't have an English page for it. Uh, I guess I'll just Google Translate it. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, we have. Uh... It's got the best pizzas in Connecticut. I'm looking at all the, look at all these stars. It's a lot of new. Maybe I should. Uh, maybe I should go to New Haven. How far is New, how far is new Haven? Look, breast. Make a plan. It's actually just breast, apparently. Okay. Yeah. See, that's the other benefit of New England. Is it's all you know, relatively speaking, pretty close to its, each other. You know. Oh yeah, you can drive 45 minutes and be you go through three different states. Yeah, yeah. That's I, an elaborate. That that that's. If you're in the right place when you right. start driving, right. New England is a part of uh, the U.S. Yes, yes. It's, <laughs> U.S. is weird. Uh, it's like four, it's like five, uh, six states. Uh, one, two, okay. One, the two, northeast. Three, yeah. Three, yeah. So, like, yeah. if you take like that kind of one of the, if you were to divide up the country into quarters, yeah. It's that mm-hmm. northeast quarter, more or less. Okay, yeah. Like a like a tidy portion of that northeast quarter. Like starting with Missouri. No. Or uh, more uh, more uh, more. It's more. East. It's it's more coastal. It it kind of like okay, refers yeah, yeah. to this like the very first yeah. states. It's all it's all the stuff to the right of New York, basically. Okay. Yeah. So just just yeah. uh, the small arm here. Yeah. There. The small okay. arm and its buddies. Well, small. Also, almost it's probably the size of France, but yeah. <laughs> almost no, everything is named after many things are named after um, places in England. So it's like they either have their oh yeah um, the names from indigenous people, or they have the name from literally naming the exact same name as something in England. Right. Yeah. Oh, literally, ah, New York, basically just new. Uh, place in england yes yes, yes. Yeah. new hampshire literally new heaven. yeah yep. oh, that an... yeah they, they like well we moved what are all these places let's call them new <laughs> new jersey oh. they yeah. really when you start thinking about it for any length of time the naming right. convention is a little lazy um also like didn't you cross the ocean for some reason other than to be in exactly the same place <laughs> right and then and then in the and then on the other side you get massachusetts uh, coming from you know massachusetts tribe mm. yeah uh, connecticut is the same connecticut also comes from like, all the good names didn't come from england basically it's true <laughs> Uh, I also saw that there was a Scranton around there. Yeah. Which is the, a place I know because of a paper company. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I have to drive through Scranton on my way back to uh, where my parents live. And it is um, just as dismal as it, as it looks in the show. Uh, there, there is nothing more beautiful than the dismal American sprawl. Of so true. Nothing. <laughs> and broken down factories. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, so there's a, a lot of different parts to America. Um, yeah. If you if you're into urban exploring, like the Northeast, and then like out in like Nevada and Utah and Arizona are like the place to be. 
if you want yeah. abandoned zones. Oh, nice. There's cool. some, uh, there's some, I went to Utah over Thanksgiving, um, last, last Thanksgiving, and, uh, we, we went on a bit of a journey to, to see these, these sculptures, and, um, on the way, stopped at this hotel, and the person at the hotel said, oh, are, are you going to Stinky's? You've got to stop at Stinky's. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is that? And they were like, oh, it's, a, it's like a hot springs. It's like on the side of the highway. So we stopped at the hot springs, and uh, it was just like these concrete pools with really hot water. Smelled so much like sulfur and had like these planks set up around them. And, you know, I'm getting in, and this dude rolls up, and he also gets in and we're talking to him and he's like, oh yeah, my, my old lady, she, just like a couple months ago, she, she found a dead guy in this pool. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh. And he was oh, like, yeah, he, he really didn't drink enough water. You gotta, you gotta drink water when you're out here. <laughs> wow. This really, is truly see America right. right. The true experience. <laughs> Just oh. go to Stinkies if you ever visit. If you want, I was to. like, you, you're talking about abandoned buildings and, and stuff. Yeah. And since I do a bit of uh, parkour for running, Ooh. I was like, yeah, it looks interesting. But if it's uh, about um, dead guys in pools, I'm not sure I'm that interested. <laughs> no, no, it feels like a very specific, uh, uh, like, if you're not, uh, if, you're, if you're, you know, Growing up in more rural areas, if you're not climbing around construction yards or old buildings, what else are you supposed to do as a kid? Mm -hmm. Precisely. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff around. But speaking of a lot of stuff, we've been talking for a lot of stuff. Uh, the show's gonna go for a while. Yeah. Four stars. Disrespect to Stinking Springs. <laughs> <laughs> That one star is for the dead guy. That's it. That's <laughs> one star died at for my final Yelp review. Died at Stinking Springs. Would not recommend. Showed up there and was told of a dead person. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the water looks awful. So green, weird. <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, it is that is like. <sighs> Uh, listen, uh, patriotism is a slippery slope, uh, and, uh, it's like, like, uh, pride in just the, the arbitrary borders you were, grow like, you were born into is a silly thing, but when I see that, I think, God bless America. <laughs> well, like, I you hope you, you're blessed enough to survive this weather. <laughs> I think to myself, if you were to take the the Pickaxe Hot Springs of the countries around the world and make an American version of it, this is what you would have. PVC pipe leading into green sludgy water and graffiti one everywhere. Of the, one of the Yelp reviews says, this place has always been a favorite. I met an 87-year-old man there who claimed drinking the water was the secret to his longevity. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. America is the 20-year-old living in college squalor who's got it all figured out. Mm. <laughs> Actually, in France, we have like a, a spring that yeah. is considered holy by the church. 
Oh, this this the, I would say this spring is holy by the American church. This is God is love yeah. on the thing. <laughs> but I never went there. But they yeah. like sell uh, bottles of the water and stuff. Like it would heal people and everything. Right. See now, see that is that is what you think about when you think of hot springs. You've got the yeah. The, the proper version. I'm going to think of a stinking springs for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Go drink this water. <laughs> yeah. It's like... We should get the, the Catholic church in on this one for real. <laughs> I like, I like the, the third picture. has got like a nice little like rainbow pride bag there. It's like... Yeah, and the, and the children uh, going in. Happy, happy yeah. pride month from stinking springs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it 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 is the the PVC pipe. Like every single thing is like a new little wrinkle. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I was I was trying to end the show, or get closer to it, but I got obsessed with stinking spring. <laughs> <laughs> but this is why I have this show because I because uh, you like drinking the. Uh... Weird weather. I drink the weird water, and it, it's what keeps me going. It what motivates me month after month to continue the apocalypse. <laughs> no, it's it's like I the the podcasts I like to listen to are guest heavy podcasts because I love uh uh and it's not like oh let me tell you about the craft of comedy. That's not what I'm listening to. I'm listening for like the minutia of people's lives. You know. Uh, yeah. Because I think that like it makes up a lot of the of what goes into if I'm gonna get uh, serious for a moment. I think uh, it goes into a lot of like what the craft of what art is. You know, you know, the the things that shape our lives that, that lead into the art that we make it comes from, uh, you know, Babe's uh, poorly lit chicken shack and chicken springs. Ah, it's kind of like. Uh, uh, these like you know you know you, the drives through scranton are part of like uh our, our lived experiences that go into art and i think uh i i think i for as much as i go is this a bad show because it doesn't talk about anything and barely ask game design questions but i think actually would... like when i was trying to just uh, say on socials uh that i was going to be on this show i was like yeah, we are going to just talk. Actually, just yeah, yeah. Uh, talk. <laughs> I, uh, I can't say anything more. I don't know where this is going to go. Right, right. You could not have predicted. You never could have. Oh yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's to me. It, what indie apocalypse is ultimately a thing that I make because it's the thing that I w would want to have in the world um, as a person with uh, uh, a a. Uh, bookmark tab that has 1,516 games in it. Um, uh, I like uh, giant collections of games, so it's the thing that I want to make, and I prefer to listen to shows about uh, people just kind of hanging out. And mm -hmm. maybe, maybe there's someone who's being like, you didn't ask them about where the what inspires them to make games, but those are feel like very benign questions. Mm. You can get those time a dozen. Right, right. And, and you get, uh, I think, in a lot of cases, very benign answers of, like, uh, very, re very not, not rehearsed, but, like, kind of rehearsed answers of, like, you know, uh, 
this is what I think of when I think of game design. This is what I think of when I make games. But I think, and uh, in, in, in listening to the people talk, I think you, you understand what makes draws them to making these games uh, more than me having them explain it. Mm. Uh, and yeah. It, and is selfishly uh, trying to like, like, cause how often are, uh, would we find, would, would the four of us find ourselves within the same convention, you know, in the same physical yeah. space? Would, would be hard. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, you know, with, you know, the, the, the variety of international guests, uh, on the show and in the zine, it's like, generally we are, uh, uh, independent creators who don't have like that kind of like jet setting i'm traveling to every game event money you know yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's like I'm i, I, I mostly go to local ones right right it's like, like i don't even zine fest <laughs> yeah i don't even go that far for it i actually went way further for uh free running events than for gaming events or right. game related events the furthest I travel uh, on, like on a regular, is Providence, <laughs> Rhode Island, which is not very far on account of uh, New England small. Yeah, just looks pretty close to. It uh... It's like less than an hour. Um, it's and that's like yeah, that's where I generally or Boston, which is a much further, but mm. those are like generally the extent of my travel. Um. I'm not, you know, going to Europe for Gamescom or whatever. Yeah. Well, you you have a lot of games conventions in the US too, so you don't need yeah. to. Yeah. Even those are so, kind of expensive <laughs> to go to just do it. Uh, yeah. The point being, uh, it's a place for people to hang out. Uh, no one wants to. I hate. I hate networking. <laughs> it sucks. Thank you so much for inviting us. This no. is this is a good afternoon. Thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for. Uh, uh, before we go, did anyone else have any last minute like uh, late breaking questions, things they wanted to get out before the show comes towards an end? Uh, yeah, well, there's that one question I wanted to ask you. Yes, but uh, I don't know if it will be a longer or shorter answer. But uh, did you ever make games yourself? I did. Uh, that's the the core of Indiepocalypse is me making games, and when I started to get a little better at it, I was like, "This sucks because I don't want the games I want to make are gonna be too long, or like I don't want to make the kind of like recognizing the commercial reality of if I want mm -hmm. to make money, the kind of th way I would have to design a game." Um, yeah, like people should be able people should make money off a of weird uh, short stuff, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'll make that market." <laughs> And you did, I guess. Uh, closer. I don't know if I've gone that far. Yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, I actually each kind of did, but still, it's yeah. not like a huge market. Right, yeah. right. And I, it's hard to know how much money you know you actually make off of itch, making non-traditional video games. You know. Yeah. Because if you, I mean, if you look at the front page of itch, like if you go there any given time, including right now. Uh, I'm going to bet most of those featured games are like video, you know, they're very much, they're video games. Yeah. But sometimes there are some weird stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things will sneak through the cracks sometimes, but primarily like what, what gets, you know, the major focus on itch is also very like video gamey sort of stuff. 
Yeah, also some uh, pretty often stuff that goes out on Steam. A yeah, little yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. If, if you are a major developer or publisher or something, and you also release your game on H, like 100%, it will be featured on the front page. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, that, I mean, that's the thing. They've got to, uh, you know, make their market survive at the same time as a storefront. So it makes yeah. sense. You have to Let's also like make sure that people want to buy something there. <laughs> like, if you if you can get them buying a major release there, uh, maybe then maybe they'll, they'll stick around. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, uh, I don't know the economics of itch.io, but they host a heap of games that don't make any money. Yeah. And just like bank on a little bit. That's. So. I think that's. Partially, the modern internet uh, model is people, <laughs> so many, like, how, what's like, you know, I thought that Twitch statistic of like 98% yeah. of Twitch streamers have zero viewers or something. Yeah, but the ones that have a lot of viewers and uh, spend, uh, ha- get a lot of money, get really, really big lots of money. Yeah. So I guess, well, I think Twitch is still, is still not uh, even. I mean, but, uh, it, so it doesn't really matter how much yeah. money it makes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon's not running out of money time soon. But this model could work, I think. Yes. But it's, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, well, before before we go, I also have one other very important question while I keep looking at these guys dancing around on my secondary screen. Uh, <laughs> does, does all of France like Fan of the Paradise as much as Daft Punk does? What? The answer is no. Uh, I didn't <laughs> understand the question. Uh, 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 Phantom of the Paradise. Are you familiar with the film Phantom of the Paradise? Not at all. Uh, it's too bad. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, I think they met there. Uh, that, that, was, that was the inspiration for uh, Daft Punk's whole vibe. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I really don't know it. But so uh, yeah, I see the influence right in, on the poster of the movie. But yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, was, I was hoping I was hoping it'd be a beautiful haven of uh, fellow paradise lovers. Oh, actually, it's an adaptation from a French from from a, from a well-known French uh, story. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, so the opera. Oh, and, yeah, and this one is very well known, but see, this adaptation in particular, I don't think so. Yeah, it's like a weird mixture of that and like the portrait of Dorian Gray, and with yeah, like that's a, what I'm reading too. With like a little oh. bit, with like a little bit of Faust in there too. Uh, yeah, it's it's a gem of a movie. I recommend everyone watch that. It's I love it. Uh, but anyway. I might try, but I'm not like a huge fan of movies. No, I, I think most of the times they they feel too long for me. No, if you are, it's a, it's also a very singular type of weird thing. Uh, oh yeah, and it's a horror movie, apparently. Uh, kind it's, of it's it's, musical it, and horror. It's a it's a rock horror rock musical horror. It's a lot of things. It's got a lot of things going on at the same time. Sounds interesting, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I might, I might watch it. I would. Anyway, anyway, that was uh, not not a real question, really. <laughs> I was just popped in my mind 
because these guys, I was using uh, the Juicy Fruits as my break image. Uh, okay. So they were fresh on my brain. But that's that's beside the point. Uh, well, kind of everything in Jifu is not uh, as point of the show. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's all also at the same time as the point of the show. <laughs> A, a loose stream of consciousness sort of show, but uh, we're speaking of loose stream of consciousness. We're putting a big, huge dam on that stream and ending that, <laughs> putting that consciousness to an end, uh, which well, is to say, ending the show. Yeah. But but before we go, in traditional, in traditional, this is a ultimately ends up as a podcast, but it's a radio show. So we get to the point where people tell you tell people where they can find uh, all the oh. stuff that you want them to find that is yours uh and we'll go around in a circle that i will the on-screen circle uh clockwise which is aria where can people if if you want to direct people towards your stuff where could they find it yes um you can find eat it all on on inch on ariaburke.h.io slash eat it all and if you want any other stuff um you can Find me on SoundCloud at ArialXO, and um, yeah, I think mean, you might just find it randomly out in the world too. Nice, oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Ren, up next. Uh, where, if you, you got any stuff you want people to have directed to besides eat it all? Sure. Um, I'm actually on. I'm on Kofi. Um, Oh God! I've never said this out loud. I think it's coffee because they have that little. I think it's coffee because I got the coffee, but in my head, yeah. it's coffee. Um, yeah, right. But I'm nest. I'm I'm nest goblin over there. If you're interested in supporting my illustration work, yeah, which brings yeah. me joy and delight. So it's always always cool when people. Uh, and this, you know, if you learn nothing from the show, it's to. Uh... Go out and support other people. I'm trying to find it. Uh, uh, You're getting SEO. I don't know why I can't find it. (laughs) Chaotic Neutral Goblin is... Come on. uh, Give me a second. I'll find it. Uh, No, no, because I'm having to confirm my login so that they don't kick me out. One second. There's me. Give me a link and I'll give them a link. I got you a link. Oh, perfect. Thank you. I wonder if oh, I should Oh, thanks, Aria. I would think I should have done it in the other order, maybe. Uh, but yes, yeah, no. Uh, this is uh, go over there. It's like that's a nice thing with coffee. Just, uh, just it's a uh, three bucks, you know. Yeah. Just, just sling a three bucker uh, around, you know. Support uh, artists. Exactly. Just like a, I, I something I try to do, uh, whenever I can is whenever someone's like you know, I want money, uh, give me some money. Uh, uh, if you share it, I try you know occasionally. Okay, what if you just put in uh, three bucks, five bucks? Uh, never hurts if you got uh, the the bucks lying around. Well, you you're helping a lot of creators already, so it is on you. Yes, right. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> right, there's that whole other indie apocalypse thing. Right, that thing. <laughs> uh, 
that that is me being like uh, whenever I see people like wow share and support them and then it's like well are you also paying the money because you'll see something with like ten thousand shares uh and it has like one percent of a goal because it's kind of like it's just the thing that people share you know yeah uh, people like free stuff right They'll so just... they share it and they don't go to the paid stuff right right which is you're like yes i shared it yeah. i i i forwarded <laughs> the cause yeah uh but jenna where can people find your work well they can find it on itch.io uh at uh, n-a-e-j-d-o-r-r-e-e yes uh, itch.io uh but also uh recently i i uh, purchased a, a very short url so uh, you can also find me at uh, naeg.zip. Oh, that is very short. Yes, I was looking at yeah. that art one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just a redirect to the dot dot art one, but yeah. it's uh, it's a pretty cool redirect because it's like a shorter one, which is in dot zip. So yeah. it's like uh, a zip of my URL. I I, I I got very close to buying a dot art URL, but. Yeah, uh, I I took my time choosing a, a, a top level domain. Yes, but um, that art sounded nice. It does. Uh, and I, I want like to um, I, I mostly do games, but I could also do other other form of art. And I really much want people to think of games art as art. So yeah. it totally made sense for me to uh, to to go for that art. At, as well as a, like as a state form a statement, say yeah, I'm making art, uh, I'm making games, I'm making art. Yeah, I've I've been. Uh, when people say I'm sorry, I'm not a gamer. I'm like, these aren't games; they're art that look like games. <laughs> well, uh, games well, are art. They are uh, yes, but that is I'm yeah, being cheeky so. about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and yes, uh, there's there are games that are, that are very right. commercial, yeah. but like there are movies that are very commercial, and we still call them art. So yeah, yeah it's it's a whole What's the deal. <laughs> uh, it's a whole thing, uh, genres naming. But speaking yeah. of whole things, uh, Indiepocalypse, you can buy it. I think it's a cool thing. Um, Indiepocalypse.com. You and you know what? No, it's not even playing around anymore. You can just buy all those things straight off my website. All of those are available through my website. You can also buy if you go to. Oh, I didn't. I don't have it on this one right here. I have my coffee page on this one. I sh I should have updated to have the little tape guy there. But if you go to <laughs> indiepocalypse.com/tapes, you can get uh, physical editions of Indiepocalypse. They're like little USB sticks inside and neat little cassette tapes with the cover art. I think they look cool. Uh, I've got uh, forty of them in my own house because I had to make one of them for every issue. <laughs> 41 of them. So you, so you could take photos and uh, put them on the stores? Yes, yes, all those sorts yeah. of things. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, you can do that. And you can also, technically, you can get them for only 10 bucks on my personal uh, site, you know, you know, luring people into buying onto my own site, because it's also like, I get paid so much faster. 
deal. Actually, did you uh, st how how much tapes did you sell already? Because it's a pretty recent thing. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I don't know, like I don't know, over ten, probably. Oh, nice. That's already a nice number. Fourteen, fifteen, maybe more than I think. Maybe even twenty. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Uh, quite a few, quite quite a few. I mean, I could count. I could literally count by just. Yeah, you can still count them, but it's already quite a few. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I print them on demand, but I can just look at how yeah. many. Uh, so yeah, about 20. <laughs> Actually, over 20, because I'm not counting the ones I sold physically at an event. Yeah, that's a lot, uh, actually. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you can buy Indiepocalypse. I recommend it. The people these uh, people here get money occasionally uh, <laughs> when you buy yeah. as, soon, like, uh, as soon as I have a payment coming in. And I, I'm going to have to... I got real lazy and I just started sending money manually and I need to like really dig into that spreadsheet so I can send out bulk payments again uh, for when that pledge drive money comes in, uh, which should be like any day now. I need to send oh. roughly 7 to $9 to a lot of people. So uh, Aria, Ren, expect 7 to $9 coming your way very soon. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you don't you don't you two spread that to go too wild with that money <laughs> uh, it's, I, it's weird because it's not a lot but I, I do love the idea of just royalties uh, it's well actually uh before the queer games bundle i think you were the one that uh made me the most money off of my games right so it's it's not a lot, but it's very cool to have and um, very like it puts value uh, into into those those works. Right. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. And I I think it is like a it's a it's a it's a neat thing that you just like I did a thing once and now you know I submitted to a zine uh, thirty seven thirty three months ago. And now, once a year, I get like ten bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I always wanted royalties. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, oh. you know, I, I, I've, I've said it before on the show. Like, listening to just like writers and actors be like, you know, talk about getting forty cent royalties or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, that rules. That's uh, like it. There should be more money, but like conceptually, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So sick. That it's like I was a part of this thing, so now I, if if somebody else is going to profit off of it, I should still also be profiting off of it. Mm-hmm. Because they're fundamentally profiting off of my work. Yeah. But it's true. Uh, so, uh, w, well. as of talking, the WGA is still going strong. Uh, I, I was looking last night, and there, and there was one article that said the SAG after and the. Uh, the DGA by joint too. So look at that. Look at. Anyway, uh, the people getting paid. Uh, you know, TV yeah. shows ain't free. No. No. 
TV shows ain't free. Uh, but that all said, uh, we're not going to spend the next another extra hour talking about hey, hey, unions are good. <laughs> unions are good. Unions are good. Unions are good. You should join one. Right. Yeah. It turns out uh, oh, I really all, should. <laughs> all all those things that you like about um, the, the workday, the fact that you have a workday. Um, that's unions baby yeah companies would not give those to you if they didn't have a choice no i spent nearly four months of this year on strike and i gotta say i'm thankful for all of it yes but like oh it's worth it right the the end result where it's like better pay health care all these sorts of like uh like like more increased job security you know yeah Makes you feel more like a human being. Oh yes, right. Uh, that 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 unquantifiable thing of I'm not just treated as a cog in a machine. I uh, yes. Yeah. Not, the value I generate for you uh, ought to be coming to me. Communism, baby. Yes. Communism, baby. Uh, so, uh, listen, it's a little hard in the U.S. We got a lot of uh, yeah strong capitalism culture here. Or who knows? It's also super weird and fractured. So maybe there'll be these communist pockets of the U.S. Who knows? Oh, in France, it's kind of weird uh, lately because uh, there's like a, a startup culture that is building up. Uh, right. right. And it's, uh, right. and our president is calling calling our nation the startup nation. No. So it's, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. But uh, but we still have a lot, a lot a pretty strong um, uh, opposition and uh, right. people wanting more rights and stuff. But it's hard. It's still hard. Yeah, yeah. You still have to fight for it. Right, because it's not. Uh, it's, there's not like uh, you don't just like I. I went to the streets for a couple of weeks. Now we get everything we want. Uh, yeah, no. And actually, our president has like. Um, uh, made uh, the police uh, intervene more violently uh, in the strikes and uh, and, st- and manifestations and stuff, and it's like it's actually very very hard physically now to to just go to a strike. Uh, uh, so you're importing the best parts of America. Yay! <laughs> uh, startup and militant police, truly awesome. Great. Uh, uh, I apologize on behalf of America. Oh, it's not your fault. I know it's the fault of capitalists. Yes. <laughs> and with that said, um, we're going to shut this show down. We're coming to a close. Um, oh, there's the other dot zip. Here you are. We got that in there. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I like how short it is. <laughs> yes, yes. It is so not... Uh, I would encourage people, if you make something, don't make a very long, easily misspelt thing, your entire core. <laughs> well, talking uh, talking with someone which has Indiepocalypse and Pizza Pranks, that are yes. both very long stuff. Yes, both. At least Pizza Pranks, uh, easy to spell. Uh, yeah. Indiepocalypse is kind of hard. Kind of hard, yeah. Yeah, easy, very easy to misspell. Uh, very easy to referred to as indie apocalypse which is not indie apocalypse it's just indie yeah and i guess maybe sometimes the y becomes an i 
Yes, uh, I I uh, I or I have a really bad habit of flipping the just in typing flipping the C and the L or something or yeah. Any, anyway, any apocalypse, uh, it's cool. Uh, Aria, Ren, Jana, thank you all so much for being on the show. Uh, thank you. Thank for, you for inviting us. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for you know submitting your game to the zine. Thank you for it all in general. Uh, finally gonna end this show before if we hit as we crest into fully two hours of the show uh um, well we are at the two hour mark yes yes just just crossed over uh, happy two Got hours uh, hit the bricks hit the bricks time to hit the bricks and hit the bergs we'll figure it out in a second what um is the place yeah i'm thinking uh, I'm, I'm, i've made of my as i noticed the 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 extra little uh paunch gained by office job i was like no more snacks but then maybe i get to treat myself to uh eating out on saturday who knows mm. who knows who knows i do know one thing that the shirt that the i am not at all stalling for me to find foobar i was definitely ending the show <laughs> uh, uh uh goodbye goodbye Goodbye. Goodbye.